So I think many of you might be aware, many of you gathered here tonight, that my ordination to the diaconate occurred somewhat recently. It was about three months ago, and I've only preached a handful of times. What I've come to realize is that not every gospel is easily received or understood. Obviously, some are meant to make us a bit uncomfortable. At times, it can feel like we have to wrestle with a particular passage. And this week's gospel is an excellent example. It's tough, some would say even harsh. There's fire, division, anguish, separation. The fact that loyalty to Jesus is even more important than family unity can be a very difficult message to understand. But I've actually experienced this in part of my own family as I studied for the diaconate and pursued my own faith formation. It resulted in some skepticism from my nieces and nephews, a few of the in-laws. We had some differing opinions about the church. While I wouldn't say it was conflict, there were certainly some divisions. Some of you might be asking, I thought Jesus was here to establish peace on earth. Don't the angels on Christmas morning proclaim him as the Prince of Peace? Actually, I'm certain that almost all of us gathered here this evening have an overall portrait of Jesus as a nonviolent savior who made reconciliation and peace the center of his preaching and teaching. But the text we read today does not focus on the teachings of Jesus, but rather the effects. Some people accept the teaching and follow Jesus. Other people reject the teaching and walk away. As people decide, they divide. We all have a choice to make, and that choice can lead to inevitable division. We also see this today in our first reading from the prophet Jeremiah, who was imploring the Jewish people of his time to worship the one true God and to trust in the Lord. But it was a doom and gloom message that not everyone wanted to hear, and it divided the community. Even though he was thrown into the cistern, covered with mud, and his life was threatened, he did not shy away from obeying the call of God. I actually like the image of Jeremiah stuck in the mud. Sometimes when it comes to disagreements about faith between family and friends, things can get very muddy, very messy, when people are not on the same page. Maybe one person is actively engaged in the church and another is indifferent. Divisions most certainly happen. 
The message may be as beautiful as peace and reconciliation, but for some reason, maybe stubbornness or ego or greed or pride, that message is rejected. Regardless, we should never give up on those we love who are separated from our community of faith. We should be patient with them, pray for them, and show them tenderness and mercy. Jesus' words today are not measured or indirect. They are impassioned. He does not soft-pedal what is involved to follow him. He makes clear the consequences of the commitment we must make. He's on a mission, and he sounds impatient to accomplish all he must do. The fire that he wants to cast upon the earth will burn away all that oppose God's desire for each and every one of us. We know that fire can be both good and bad. Fire can bring us warmth and comfort, can warm our food, warm our homes, and many of us have fond memories of sitting around a campfire or the fireplace in our homes on a cold winter evening. On the other hand, fire can be frightening. It can burn us and cause us pain. It can cause destruction and devastation. Think about the power of the wildfires out west and how they consume everything in their path. It clears the ground completely so that something new can grow or be rebuilt. In the spiritual way, the multifaceted imagery of fire can invoke purification and judgment, as well as the coming of the Holy Spirit who descends upon the apostles at Pentecost in tongues of fire. When Jesus says he comes to set the earth on fire, he isn't talking about a comfortable fireplace or a devastating forest fire, but rather he's empowering his disciples and each and every one of us gathered here today by releasing the Holy Spirit upon all nations that is why, inspired by this very gospel passage, St. Ignatius would often tell his missionaries, go and set the world on fire. Spreading the gospel message many times can be challenging. We know that. It can cause disagreements with those who don't want to listen or are unwilling to commit. But in spite of these obstacles, we need to endure these disappointments. As disciples of Christ, we are called to tend to the fire that burns inside of us from the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We all have the same choice to make today, and each and every day, we can choose to heed the gospel message or ignore it. The decision is what divides. In spite of the struggles and difficulties we might face today in our church, in our personal lives, in our world, we must keep our eyes fixed 
on the example of Jesus with faithful perseverance. We can find some encouragement in our second reading today from the letter of Hebrews. It was written for the benefit of the early Christians who were persecuted and ridiculed for their beliefs and their faith. Preserve in the running of the race that lies before us while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus in order that we may not grow weary or lose heart. It's not a sprint to the finish, but rather an endurance race. Week by week, day by day, hour by hour, growing in our faithfulness and doing the best we can to stoke the flames of love for one another. It would be easier for us if we softened the interpretation or modified the sternness of Jesus' message today. But while the fire can be cooled, it still burns. I would encourage you to let the fire that Christ talks about in the gospel today to flare up within you. Let it burn hot this week. Let it bring life-giving passion and energy to all situations and all people you meet.